But to tell you a testimony, many, many years back in Denmark, we are, from, we are born and raised in Denmark, but we left Denmark in 1969. So somehow we are strangers to the, to the Danish people. But um, a pastor friend of ours, um, he was very um, confused. You know, some pastors are confused. Um, um, uh, so, I mean, some. I'm not talking about you. No, 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 don't, don't get me wrong. But uh, you, all of us can be confused sometimes. Sometimes we, have, we are struggling. Sometimes it's not going as it's supposed to go, as we planned it should go. And, and the church wasn't growing. And, I mean, uh, it, was, it, it was tough and it was hard for him. So, so he was seeking the Lord and the Sunday was coming up and he prepared himself for the service. And then the Lord said to him, give the service to me. He said, Lord, what, what are you talking about? I'm the pastor. I'm preparing myself to teach your word uh, to your people, and, and you want to service. How do I do that? Because, you know, sometimes God is doing something we are not used to. Uh, it, it could happen today. I don't know. Uh, I mean, God is a God of order as well. Then he said, God, what, what do you want me to to do, then God said, when it's your time to, to, to have the mic, you go to the platform and you lay down. He said, God, I can't do it. That's not proper. That's not how we do it. But God said, give me the service. I want the service. So just go and lay down on the platform. So he was struggling. And finally... He lay down on the platform, and everybody was looking, is he sick? Is he dead? What is going on? That's not normal. But he didn't do anything because he gave the service to God. And suddenly, all over in the service, in the hearts of the people, something happened. Amen? So God, if you want the service, you can have it. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, flying from East Africa, Tanzania, over here, all together we were in the air for 21 hours. Uh, it's it's, a, it's a, two flights, uh, and uh, the last one was 15 hours flying into Dallas. And um, you can feel it. Uh, but I would do my best. But I know the Holy Spirit can, can do better. So here we go. Uh, today, my, my message is, is, is uh, I will mix it together. I'm not a pastor. Uh, I'm not a teacher. I teach. Uh, but I teach as an evangelist. And I preach as an evangelist. Because my, my calling, prim, primary calling, is, is to be an evangelist. And, and an evangelist is supposed to go to the world. So, so most of my meetings are not in church building, but outside in the world. I do, we call it crusades. And, and, you know, um, not everyone attending the crusade meetings are Christians. They are not used to go to church. And I like that. Because their expectation is different to the church people. Excuse me, don't get me wrong. I love church people. I love churches. and I, I, I appreciate that the churches are open for me. Uh, but here we go. Helena. Helena, it's not her real name. She's a Maasai girl. In Tanzania, we have 137 tribes in one nation. Every tribe has their own language. and all, They have their culture. Helena, 
um, she was 12 years old when I met her first time. She was walking on my street towards me. And I was shocked because she was so little and tiny and skinny. She came to us because her mother died several years ago. And her dad was a drunk. And now, because her dad wanted some money, he sold her to be a wife, to be wife number three to another Maasai guy. So some of the relatives took her and brought her to our place to help her. And sometimes you face something in life. It's nothing about me, but it's about them. What could we do for Helena? This is several years ago. Uh, we have an orphanage. So we put her in an orphanage. We, we have schools. So we put her in schools. We gave her education. And today she is a wonderful, beautiful young lady. And in our church in, in Arusha, Tanzania, when we are there, we are sitting on the front row. And when they take up, we have a local pastor. So when they take up offerings, they don't do that like you are doing it. Everyone has to come to the front. Everyone is walking to the front and give the offering. So when Helena, she is coming, bringing her offering, she looks at me and my wife, Hannah, and smiling. It's such a blessing and rewarding when you invest in people. I tell you. It can be tough, it can be hard, but when you see the chains, if, if she should be wife number three as 12 years old, she wouldn't look good today. But because somebody, I mean, it's not only us, because we can't do it without your support. That's impossible. We, we don't have any business. We don't have any time for business. And we are not allowed to do any business in, in Tanzania as well. We are missionaries and we, can, we are only allowed to do missionary work. So it's about people. So when you invest in people, people's lives are changed. That's rewarding. That's rewarding. That's something to live for. And that's something to die for as well. Uh, I got one amen because we don't like to die. But I, I, I'm telling you, I'm not prophesying. One day you will die too. You don't like it? I don't like it either. And I, tr I try to break him, not to go there. But even, we are, even we, we are facing death, we are not down. We are over. Because we have a hope for eternity. So, Nehemiah is another young, young lady today. Nehemiah. Nema, uh, her dad died when she was very, very little. Nema was three years old. Three years old. One evening, sitting in the lap of her mom. And some men came into the house and they destroyed everything. Her mom grabbed her. She was scared to death. Nema was scared as well. And finally, with a big machete, they killed her mom when she was sitting in her lap. They brought her to, to our ministry. Three years old. Experienced the most horrible thing in life. 
I mean, she, she, she didn't have any future. But because of Christ, she got a future. Today, this is a beautiful young lady. Beautiful. Life changed completely. The word of God is about changing people. If, if the word of God isn't changing people, there's nothing wrong about the word of God, but there's something wrong with the people who are reading the word of God or preaching the word of God because it is so powerful. Amen. And it's wonderful, wonderful to, to, to be allowed to see the change in people's life. So, we live in the, in the third world. Uh, it's called the third world because it's not developed. You live in the first world because it's developed. <laughs> but sin is still sin. Money is still money. I'm not going to preach about money, but nobody of us can live without money. I don't know your income. I'm not asking you. But most of the Tanzanian lives for less than $2 a day. Many of them only $1. Many of them only live from one meal to another meal. Yes, we have rich people in Africa. We do. But most of the people are not rich. Very, very poor. So here the other day, before we, we started our journey coming over to U.S., the Lord spoke to my heart. Is he speaking to your heart? Hmm? How can he speak? How, how does he speak? He speaks when we read his word. Sometimes I open my Bible, I read just for 30 seconds, and, I, and I'm stopped because the Lord is speaking through his word. Other times, I have that inner voice, he's speaking to me. You know, I'm married for how many years? 50, 50, 27, 52? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love when my wife sees speaking to me. I mean, when she tells me she wants to go shopping. I can't hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'm deaf. <laughs> but other times when she's speaking to me, I love that voice. I can recognize her voice amongst thousands of women. Because all of her life we've been together. But God can speak to us as well. God. Our God, our Father, can speak to us. He wants to speak to us. Amen? So, the other day, we were actually packing, going to the U.S. I heard the voice of God speaking to me. He spoke to me through Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. He, where you can read, He who is kind. I said, Lord, please forgive me because I'm not always kind. I try to be kind. I want to be kind. But sometimes, you know, you can be tired. You can be squeezed. You can be in a corner. I mean, you have so many challenges and you just lose it. Somebody, I'm not mentioning any names, recently told me about a pastor friend of mine. Uh, one, one late evening, just before the supermarket uh, were closing down, he needed something, so he rushed to, to the supermarket. And I mean, he, it was just a couple of minutes before closing, time, closing down. So, I mean, right at the door, there was a, a handicapped uh, parking spot. So he said, doesn't matter. 
So he just parked there and he ran in and bought what he needed. And when he came out, there was a police officer writing me a ticket. He said, sir, I'm in, sir, I'm in two minutes. And, but the police officer, I don't, any police officers here? God bless the police officers. <laughs> so, so this pastor, a friend of mine, he is, I mean, he's an awesome, good Bible teacher and spirit-filled all the time. He lost it. He got so angry. So he gave it all to the police officer. He got the ticket and took off. And then the Lord spoke to his heart. He wasn't kind. So he had to return. And he found the police officer. And he just said, officer, please forgive me. I wasn't kind. The Bible said, he who is kind. I, I look at you. I know you're kind all the time. You're born kind. You live kind. You're perfect. <laughs> you see, I live in Africa. We live in Africa. And, and most of the, most, we are majority, there are very few white people in Tanzania. So everybody can see me at any time. Sometimes I pray, Lord, make me black. <laughs> I'm sure he heard my prayers, but he never answered. So I have to be kind. I have to behave. Sometimes it's difficult. But the Bible tells me, he who is kind, but it continues. I could stay here forever, but I, I, I want, my wife, she's always kind. She is so kind. No, I don't go there. I mean, the Bible tells me who is kind to the poor. To the poor. So who is poor? I know there are poor people in the U.S. I meet them sometimes. In, in, in Africa, nobody believes that poor people in, in, in the Western world. They can't believe it. And I can understand them as well. Because when you travel around in the U.S., you see all the big houses and, I mean, <laughs> four or five cars parked in front of a house. Uh, we think there's a party in the house. But it's not a party because dad has a car, mom, has, she has a car, and Every child have, have their cars. And the same coming to church. You see the parking lot, you know. So many cars. You say, hallelujah, church is packed today. Then you walk in the sanctuary, and it's not. Because everyone is driving their cars. When you come to Africa, you see a few cars in front of the church. And you walk in the church, and it's packed. They're poor. They don't have cars. They don't have motorbikes. They walk to church. In my city, Arusha, if you're a visitor and you want to go to a church Sunday morning and you don't know where the church are, just follow some people with a book in their arms. They will take you to a church. You will not miss a church. So the Bible tells me to be, be kind to the, to the poor. And, and those he who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. It tells me the Lord God, he has a special eye on the poor people. I'm not, I'm not telling you, I'm not preaching or teaching you to be poor, then you'll be holy. No, no, no. I met many, many poor, unholy people. And I met rich people, not holy either. 
but some of them holy too. But it, it, it seems to me that, that God has a special eye for the poor people. No amen, very quiet. He lends to the Lord. So in Africa, because I'm white, in Africa, because I'm missionary, I have so many coming to me because they're poor and they want me to give or they want me to lend them some money. And it's very tiring. In the beginning, I remember when we first came in 1974, we woke up in, in the first mornings and our house was surrounded with poor people. Most of them were disabled people as well. It shocked me. I never seen it before. What do they want? They're hungry. They have big needs. They don't know how to survive. And now a missionary is coming, a new one. He must have money. So I, we couldn't live like that. Every morning, I mean, 20, 25 uh, beggars surrounded. We call them beggars. Yes, some are beggars, but some are begging because they are hungry. We told them, please don't come to our house. But if you see us in town, you can come and approach us. And we will try to help you. But there was an old man, old man, old gentleman. He said, you you can't tell me what to do. If I want to come, I will come. And he came every week. All the other people, when they saw us in town, they approached us. There There was a guy... His leg was crippled and he couldn't walk. He used his hand when he was walking. So every time we went to town, he approached us and we gave him some money or we gave him food. And then I asked, what happened to you? Are you born like this? Then he said, no, 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 no. I'm just born normal as anybody else. But because we are poor people, my parents decided to make me a beggar. They broke my legs. Can you imagine it? He who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord. So, so, so it's too much. It's overwhelming. I can't handle it. Too many. But then the Lord spoke to me. It's not anything about the amount of help. It's not the amount of money. Just anything. And when you do it, you are lending to the Lord. I'm sure the angels in heaven have a book. No, I think they have computers nowadays. Mm-hmm. I don't want to offend anyone. That's, that's not my, my goal, not at all, not at all. I just want to bless you. Because I meet some people who say, I don't have much, what can I do? It's nothing about the much, it's about your heart, anything. Sometimes it's just a warm, warm, loving word, encouraging. Sometimes it's a prayer. Sometimes it's some food. Sometimes clothes. I mean, we have shared, we have had containers, I don't know how many containers from Europe, tons of secondhand clothing handed out to the poor people. And you wouldn't believe it. When you bless them with secondhand clothing, they are in heaven. 
If I would do the same to my grandchildren in Europe, they would look at me, what is wrong with you, granddad? And he will reward him for what he has done. I like that part. You don't? I do. I do. I do. Because as a missionary, there's a great expectation from the local people in need. That's why we are there. They know we are there. So, <laughs> just, just, I mean, I just, I just want to make some inputs to you so you understand. <laughs> one, one time, a guy came to my office and actually, I mean, he had two artificial legs. So, he was crippled. It was the truth. Because some of them, they make a business out of it and they, they cheat the missionary. <laughs> they're not stupid. No, no, they're very intelligent. Why does this white man come as a missionary? He has a good heart. He's a, he's a, I mean, he, he's like a bank for me. I just draw from him. So he was really crippled. But some, the voice in my heart said, something is wrong. I mean, his, his artificial legs was worn out. And he had a letter from the, from the hospital. He needed new legs, you know, and, and the cost and everything. And, and I mean, he, he understood how to, to play the music to my heart. And, and, you know, I'm happy I don't have artificial legs. I'm happy and thankful that I'm in a good health. I, I mean, I think you understand me. So my heart wanted to help him, but at the same time I felt, mm, maybe he's going to cheat me. So the Holy Spirit told me, because he presented himself as, as a Christian, I said, go and get your pastor, bring your pastor together with you, and come to my office, and I will give you all the money. And yes, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, bless you, bless you, bless you. This is, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago, I never came back. Because he used his disability to get money out of the missionaries. It was a good business. And sometimes you tell the Lord, I'm not going to help anybody more anymore. Because they're cheating me. But then you do it wrong. You don't do it for the people. You do it for the Lord. That's very important. What I do... Okay, I want to help the people, but sometimes they cheat me because I'm a foreigner. But I don't do it for the people, I do it for the Lord. And he will reward you. Amen? Amen? Psalm 41, Psalm 41, verse number 1 and 2. Blessed is he, I want to be blessed, what about you? You don't want to be blessed? I'm, I'm hungry for more blessings. I'm thirsty for more blessings. Amen. We have been serving God since we were quite young. And God really has blessed us so much. But I want more. So here's the question. What is blessings? Because sometimes when we are talking blessings, it's money. <laughs> it's money too. You don't like your money? Give it to me. Amen. <laughs> Of course, of course, but blessing is not just money, it's not just a car, it's just not a house. It's so much more for me to know and understand I'm born again. 
I'm forgiven. I'm justified. I'm holy. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. God loves me and I love God. And when I die, I don't go to hell. I go to heaven. I am blessed. I am. I am. The Bible tells me I could give you a lot of scriptures, but I don't have time for it. Blessing can be, and is spiritual, but blessing is also physical. Have you heard about the pandemic? Some of you haven't. Where do you live? (laughs) The pandemic came to Africa as well. But in our nation, the president approach is different than the whole world. He, he said, in the Western world, in the first world, they have doctors, they have hospitals, they have medicine, and they have money, and still they don't know what to do about it. We don't have doctors, we don't have hospitals, we don't have medicine, we, we, we don't have money, but we have God. Then he asked the nation to pray for three days, pray, pray and fast. Do you like to fast? I don't know either. I know I'm supposed to to do it because I'm a missionary, but my body don't like it. I don't like it. But still we fast sometimes. Because the Bible tells us to do it. So people were praying and fasting. And many Christians pray more than and fast more than three days. And then some people say, What happened? We don't have COVID. We have some, but it's not an issue. Life is just lived like normal. And in Africa, people are living together. Many, many people in one little room. When you drive with the town bus, I mean, there are maybe 10 seats, but there are 20 people in the bus. I mean, it's scheduled for disaster. But we have God. We have God. I mean, uh, I know I'm in U.S. and in Europe, even Christians don't believe that God is bigger than COVID. Then there's something wrong with this God. But my God, (laughs) Jehovah, El Shaddai, is bigger than COVID. I know COVID is real. I missed, I mean, I lose some friends that died of COVID. I understand, I understand. But I want to encourage you to believe that God is bigger than everything. The only thing the president did, he never closed any church, any mosque, any place of worship, not a single day. He closed the schools because he didn't know what to do. Only for four months. Then he reopened the schools. So for four months, we have schools. We have about 900 kids. And we support about 250, 60 kids. The rest of them should pay. The parents should pay. But you know, Africa is Africa. Then the parents said, no, school is closed. We are not going to pay. So we went into debt when it comes to the school. 107,000 US dollars because the, we still had to pay out the salaries for our staff. We have a staff of 100 people. So we went into debt of 107,000 US dollars. For me, that's a lot of money. And I was struggling. I was struggling. And then I said, Lord, I can't give anymore. I can't give anymore. Because we're in debt and I'm responsible. It's my organization. I'm, we are the founders. So, so everybody was looking at us. And we gave, we gave anyhow. I have learned the only way out of poverty the only way out, and there might be other ways too, but the, the main way out of any 
corner you are squeezed into is to continue to give. Because you lend to the Lord. So now, on our mission account, there was left $800. $800 for some people is a lot of money. But $800 for me and my wife and, and the mission work we are responsible for is peanuts. It's nothing. So I felt the spirit of fear. Have you ever felt fear? Don't cheat me. I'm driving the cars on the American roads and everybody's driving too fast. In the beginning, I didn't do it because, I mean, I'm not American, you know. So if it was 60, it was 60. 80, it was 80. But then everybody, phew, they looked at me, you old man. It hurt me. So I followed the flow and I told my wife, the police can't do us anything because I'm following the flow. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. You can still be pulled over. <laughs> and you tell the police officer, I just followed the flow. Why do it stop me? And he will answer, I just had to catch someone. So now I lost it. <laughs> the flow. So I said, God, there's no more to do. Only $800 left. I felt the fear. Oh, yeah, the fear. So I followed the flow on the American roads, the highways. Everybody's too fast. And suddenly, up front, you're braking. And you see the brake lies coming on. Everyone is braking. Why? They saw a police car. They felt the fear. Fear will attack everyone. At any time. But don't be overcome by the fear. You have a stronger spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. The spirit of the living God. Do not fear. The Bible tells me again and again and again. Do not fear. You might be in circumstances where you should fear. But because you believe in God who is bigger than anything. Do not fear. But when you only have $800 left, it was difficult. So one night in my living room, I was really struggling. And I know, I always have my mobile phone or my iPad beside me, always. So people can reach me. And then suddenly, bing, bing, there was an email. And I wanted to see the email. Who, who's sending me an email? And it was a lady from U.S., and she said, I just want you to know I just sent $50,000 to you. I read it over. I read it again. I read it again. I got so excited. Then the Lord said, mm -mm, just a minute. Yes, it's a lady. She's a rich lady. But she lent it to me. And I give it to you. Go to work. Go to work. Bless it. It was a blessing. No, not for you, 50,000, not, not enough. Okay. For me, that's, that's absolutely a blessing. 
<laughs> Blessed is he who has regard for the weak. The Lord delivers him in times of troubles. That's the word of the Lord. It's not my, 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 my words. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. The Lord delivers him in times of trouble. The Lord will protect him and preserve his life. He will bless him in the land and not surrender him to the desire of his foes. I lost the timing. I asked the pastor before we started. But, you know, I, I, I've lived in Africa in 47 years. And, and Africa, you have, some, you have more time in Africa than U.S., I don't, know how, I don't know how it is, but we have more time. I mean, everything takes time. So in my church in, 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 in Tanzania, Sunday morning service is three hours, 9.30 to 12.30. And that's short. When we go home, we can hear the other churches around. They continue to three or four or five in the, in the afternoon. So I'm messed up. So, I want to close this down. God himself is the biggest giver. I'll try again. God himself is the biggest giver. From the beginning. And I'm not going to say to the end. Because there's no end. He is from eternity until eternity. That's the heart of God. That's the nature of God to give. And if God wouldn't be a giver, I guarantee I wouldn't be here today. Nor you. He gave us salvation. He gave us the name of Jesus. The name above every name. He gave us the cleansing of the blood of Christ. He, he gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us health and strength. He gave us healings. He gave us deliverance. I mean, the list goes on and go on and, and goes on and goes on. And if we will continue, we're not leaving today. For so he loved the world. Even before they received Christ Jesus, he loved them. No, he loved us. He is not the God of condemnation, God of punishment. Punishment is real, but as you sow, you will reap. Amen? Amen? God is the greatest giver, and God, he wants us to follow his footsteps. God, I want one amen. One amen. When I'm, I just want to encourage you. Because if you want more blessing, you want to give more. That's no, that's no other way. When, when you give out, you will receive more. Just try it. Maybe your neighbor don't like you because you never smile to your neighbor. Because your neighbor, you don't like your neighbor. It could happen. Because you don't decide who, who is your neighbor all the time. It might, it might be a terrible neighbor, dumb neighbor, stupid neighbor. I mean, you, you, you can use it all. And, and, and you're a Christian, so you don't like his or hers lifestyle. So you do, mm, 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 mm. Try tomorrow morning when you meet your neighbor. 
Hello, neighbor. How are you? Have a blessed, wonderful day. Said, what happened to you? It works. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If you're standing among some people somewhere, you don't know them, and everybody is just... Try to smile. Something is going to happen. It's happening instantly. And if you don't believe me, try it. You give out a smile and you will receive a smile. Be kind. I mean, especially in this part of U.S., you're very kind. The nature, I mean, the men open their doors for the ladies. It's not going to happen in Europe. If I'm at the first one with the door, I open the door. I, why should I open it for you? You can open yourself. I mean, I'm a gentleman, but she's like, no, you can, you have, to, do you have a hand? Do you have, open the door yourself. <laughs> so when we go to Europe, we go to a supermarket or go to the shopping center. I just do it to have fun. Some of the f- nice ladies are walking up to the door and I'm just in front of them. I open the door and say, look at ladies first. They look at me. Huh? Huh? Some of you get angry at me. Can you believe it? What kind of agenda do you think you have? I say, I just want to honor you as ladies. I open the door. Please. Hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> they don't understand it. And I'm happy because I get blessed. I open the door for the ladies. They didn't want it, but uh, sorry for them. What you sow, you will reap. A nice word, encouraging word. A blessing word, a blessing hand, help your wife. Uh, no, I, I lost the timing completely now. I, I, know. I know. I'm a man in Africa. Uh, the men in Africa, they are the rulers, they are the kings. Oh, yeah. I tell you. I tell you. <laughs> That's the culture. Uh-uh. So for the man to help his wife in the kitchen. No, no, no. I married you to take care of the kitchen. And the table. And the clothing. I, I mean, everything. Everything. It's good to be a man in Africa sometimes. <laughs> I know I have to close. I, I was sitting in a pastor's house in the southern part of Tanzania, only me and, and him in his living room. And then his wife came in, opened the door. And as he entered into the door, she went on her knees and greeted us. I didn't like it. I didn't say anything. Then she came over to me, to my, where I was sitting. Then she was kneeling down again. And then she was greeting me. And I was uncomfortable. I was young, you know. I was a new missionary. I didn't know the culture. Then I said, ma'am, ma'am, please, please, you don't have to kneel down for me. So I made her uncomfortable. Stupid European white young man. She wanted to bless me out of her culture and understanding. So she was uncomfortable. So I didn't know what I did wrong. So when she left, the pastor looked at me. He said, in my house, you never do that anymore. I said, sorry, pastor, but what did I do wrong? Then he said, that's the way we are blessing our guests. Since that time, I've been teaching my wife for the last 35 years. When she entered the living room, 
she had to kneel down and come over to my chair and look at me and say, Your Majesty. <laughs> but it's not working. I need a pastor's help. <laughs> now what I'm trying to tell you, cultures are different. And in different cultures, there are different ways they want to bless their guests. They understand the blessing is something you give. God gave. God is still giving. We are his children. We should follow him and give even more. Last thought. I promise you, last, last. I lost it. I lost the clock. The last one. If you really believe salvation is the greatest, the greatest of the greatest happening to a human being, and you received it as a free gift by faith, His grace, and you don't want to share it with somebody else, God bless you. You can't receive the blessing. If you believe it's the greatest. Don't get angry at me. I want to come back next year. Please. Please. <laughs> I'm just talking to myself. And I believe it's the greatest ever happening to mankind. To be forgiven. Cleansed by the blood of Jesus. God paid the highest price. And I don't want to share it. Then I block my blessings myself. I want to lend to the Lord. Sometimes you lend to the people that you don't pay back. They don't honor the agreement. But I'm here this morning to tell you. God is honoring his agreement. He will never break it. Never. Never. He can't. He will not break his agreement. I thank God for his mercy. And it endures forever. I thank God for his grace and his love. I need it every day. I do. I'm not a superman. I know who I am. And I also know who I am in Christ. Because the Bible tells me. But I need him. I think all of us, we need him. May God bless your life. May God bless your week. More than ever before, as you follow the steps of Christ Jesus. And if you feel you, 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 you are struggling, you, 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 you can't do it, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He is called the helper. He wants to help you. He is ready to help you. My book is full of testimonies. It's not a teaching book. I was, I've been asked so many times to write a book of my life. So I, I did it. And I want you to buy it. I could give it to you free of charge. Because I haven't paid anything myself. I paid by the work. But somebody blessed me, print the book and give me all the books I want to sell. That's amazing. And there's somebody in Florida. And this somebody in Florida is from my home country, Denmark. I mean, I, I can't put that together, but only God can put it together. You can get it on Amazon.com and uh, uh, the shop, bookshop, what it's called. 
Barnes and Nobles. But today, if you visit the table, you, you can get the book and I will sign it. And normally people are paying for my, pay for my signature, but today is free of charge. <laughs> I love you. We love you. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for your support. God bless you more than ever. Sometimes in Africa, people want me to, to pray a prayer for them. And sometimes I feel not to do it. I just bless them. That's power in your words. I bless your life. I bless your physical life. It means you will have good health. And if you are sick to your body, he is the healer and he will heal you. I bless your marriage. I bless your house. I bless your business. I bless your work. I bless your children. I bless your families. I bless your finances. I bless everything in your life. And I pray that more blessings will come over you. Like a tornado. Not that normal tornado which is destroying houses and businesses. But a tornado from heaven of blessings upon your life. So people will ask the question, what has happened to you? Then you have the chance to tell them what happened to you. God bless you more than ever before. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen and amen.